The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Hello, everybody, and welcome to my brother, my brother, me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm that sweet baby brother that you crave, Griffin McElroy. How's your guys' weekends? Do you have good weekends out there? Uh, I have been, I am taking 12 hours of birthing classes this weekend from 10 to 4 every day for the two days. And boys, that is a gushy situation gushy from quantum leap rolls up and he's like because he delivers every baby that's the weird part wow (laughs) he must be busy Um, he's like santa claus i'm just i'm learning so much about the miracle griffin about the miracle it is i mean it is a miracle right the bodies do so much wonderful stuff to like get it all going but um, I was, I guess, ill-prepared for the amount of stuff I didn't know, and it made me think, like, I'm realizing now as I'm approaching 30 that um, that I didn't pay very good attention in school, and I get these realiza- little realizations every day, and this was the first one where it was like, man, I didn't even pay attention in health class, because there's stuff I did not know, just sort of about how, like, where I originated from. And grew. And grew. Of. And blasted out of the the we there was one video birth and I think there's another one coming today and the, <laughs> they don't the, warn you they just start it they, they just look- they hit play it's like a jump scare it's like a Five Nights at Freddy's situation do they at but, least put like a fun soundtrack like Yakety Sacks or something to it something where it's like hey we we know how know. you know intense they, this can be we're gonna soften it just a little they, bit they play his much less popular Yakety Sacks <laughs> Yucky it Yakety sucks um, <laughs> you know what I actually I take it back. I think rather than Yakety Sex, I think like Careless Whisper would be better. I think I'd rather like have just some smooth like baritone sax playing along with it to make it seem like, yeah, this is a smooth, non-intense, non-terrifying Could moment. you make it born to be wild and then perhaps That's really good. some sunglasses over the baby as they come out. Oh, they <laughs> and the baby that comes out giving the okay sign saying, it's cool, dad. Don't that even would be worry. Tricky. That would be tricky because it would require you to find the face on whatever it is that comes out of there first. Before they mold um, it into a baby. They don't, so, what they don't tell you is you don't you can't love what comes out initially no, until they about wipe fifteen her. minutes before you can love it. People say the moment that baby was born, my entire life changed, and that's true because you immediately feel like you're in a life or death situation, face hugger coming at you, and you're looking around the room for like stray torches or something like that, pepper spray, something to defend yourself from this creature. There was this awesome couple. I was sitting next to us in the class yesterday who the instructor was talking about how they go like birth to like straight to skin to skin. Like they get it on mama's chest like immediately. 
Um, and there was one uh, woman who was like, I don't want that. <laughs> Wipe that thing down. I do not want all of that goo on me. No thanks. Wipe it down. Thank you. Um, the video we watched, real quick. This is a true thing. Like, what we focused on a lot yesterday was, like, different positions you can get in to, like, relieve pain. Um, but there were also different birthing positions. This I did not know. I thought we had figured out sort of the best way to do this. And it was, like, on the back, legs up, blast off. No. Because the video we watched, the birth was an all fours situation. And it must have been effective because that baby just like shclack, just like splow, just like blasted out of there like a, it was a t-shirt cannon. It was the craziest shit I've ever, ever, ever seen. I'm not squeamish and I'm not like childish about birth. I do think it's beautiful. This was a new sort of thing for me because it was just like plow. Griffin, you can, you can read about all the different birthing positions in the Mama Sutra. I can't with I that. I fucking Do you can't. Get it? It's 9 a.m. Because it's yeah, like commas, but it's like the mama because it's yeah, like mother. I don't think I can't. No, you I know, don't think it, we can't because it's actually a perversion of a of like a nice thing. They, I actually. I mean, Kama Sutra can be a nice thing. Yeah, it can be very nice if done properly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we actually are supposed to give it like give that baby to Earth. Just like squatting, uh, I say we, um, people capable of having babies biologically are uh, supposed to just squat and let that baby just like pop right out. They didn't invent laying on your back until like the 1300s or something I guess like that. Moms, I guess moms just, is, just got lazy. Moms no, from what I understand, it's actually like they did the laying on the back to make it easier for doctors to get in there so they didn't have to like squat. The doctor was like, I'd rather just sit on a stool. Could you lay down, please? Yeah, what's the doctor do if mama's squatting? Does the doctor just lay down on the floor? No, this is No, silly. he's got a giant, like, giant catcher's mitt. Or anyway, like, a, like a net situation. We covered this at Max FunCon in Sydney's birthing class. And Griffin, I'm assuming you just didn't really key in there. You're kind of assuming that other people would handle it for you, huh? Uh, I took a nap. I missed oh. that class on Forch. Fair enough. Uh, Fair let's enough. get let's get into the shit, huh? I mean, I'm already definitely in the shit, and literally as soon as we wrap this, I'm gonna hop in the shower and then go back for six more hours of. Did have they covered the fact that um, most most women poop? Oh yeah. Good, 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 good. But I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it. Nah, well, you're actually, chill as hell about it. Justin, like, all women poop, but just some of them do it okay. during childbirth. Here's our first question. This is, this is. Actually, sorry, question. there was a guy, there was a guy who asked about that. He's like, at what point do I need to be afraid of getting shat on, he said. And the, <laughs> his choice of, well, I found it very distasteful, and his wife was very embarrassed. And the woman leading the class was like, 99.9 women, percent of women, like, do it. And I saw in his face a brief moment of relief, like, all right, baby, something to. Something to aspire to. Be that one in a thousand. <laughs> when you introduce yourself to someone and they call you the wrong name or decide that they get to shorten it, like shorten Jeffrey to Jeff, exactly how many times can you correct them without being a big old jerk? Like, at what point does Mel or Melody just become my name? Wait. We should make it clear. Her name is Melanie. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, well, Melody. If, if your name's Melody, I, I that the die. Is my name cast. is Jeff. My name is Jeff. Hi, Melody. No, no, no. it's wrong. 
Um, um, that's from Just Call Me Whatever. Well, I would like to give a pretty laissez-faire attitude towards it, if that's your... I would like to pose, like, a very non-Macroy answer. Okay. The first time it happens, look them square in the eye, and not in a jerky way, but just in a very clear, like, just say, no, actually, it's Melanie. Period. That's that's such a hard one, especially over the phone, where the phone... There's, like, six letters that the phone... Whoever invented it, I guess Alexander Graham Bell. They were like, well, his his assistant was like, "Hey, Alex, do we need this thing to like recognize N's and M's and D's and T's?" Um, and Alex was like, "No, no, no. People will figure it out." Anyways, it's four twenty. I gotta go. Anyway, I gotta blaze it. That was the first recording. Four twenty. Time to blaze. <laughs> At the tone, it's time to blaze it. I'm sorry, I just, there's just not a world in which I would ever correct someone for this. There's just not a world. Because, like, think about the payoff for this, right? You let the person call whatever you want. Because in the, in the end, it doesn't really matter that much. Like, you know what they're doing. Like, you know who they want. You know they want to get hold of you. So let them do whatever they're going to do. Uh, names are for other people to get a hold of you. So, like, if, if they use the wrong name, like, whatever. It doesn't matter. I, as long as it doesn't create confusion, fine. And then they'll do it for long enough that eventually they're going to do it in front of someone that knows you better than they do. And it will be the fucking greatest payoff. Yeah. Like, the like really? I feel so different, Jay. No, that's right? good, no, sh- that's good no, no, shit, No, 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 you're Travis. fucking... It, like uh, you'll turn around and they'll look at you and it'll be like the fucking end of this, usual suspect. This whole time, <laughs> this whole that, time. But I've had that happen to me. The person found out they were using the wrong name, and the look they gave me was like I'd been grifting them the whole time to set them up for this moment. Yeah, yeah. no shit. It's called like a kindness grift because you were such like a good and generous person that cared so much about upsetting them that you let them call you whatever you want because it doesn't really matter that much anyway and then they're going to feel bad about it forever you know like you show up at work the next day oh what's this on my desk is this a fresh baked pie with the crisscross thing on the top delicious i'm so (laughs) glad i let you call me the wrong thing for so long but the Um, other side of that is like hey has anybody seen jerry oh he quit what yeah he felt so bad for calling you trevor for the last six months he just couldn't show his face anymore he 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 moved to another country. He's a monk now. It's crazy. But what if Just, the inverse happens and they let it go until you quit? And then, like, as you're leaving, the person finds out, like, your name was what? The whole or, time? Or they don't even make a big deal out of it. They go up to you and they're like, see you later. Have uh, happy trails, Nathan. And it's like, <gasps> wait, this whole time you actually knew? So many different grifts you can pull on the name thing. Justin, I would argue that you have, it sounds like you have a fairly laissez-faire attitude towards uh, name, name truncation and wrongness because your name is impossible to either get wrong or shorten. Except uh, for except for Dustin, but guess what? Nobody's named Dustin. That's a prank. That's actually incorrect because I get Jason. Uh, no, any, no. I had, a, I had a theater professor that called me Jason exclusively for... Uh, basically all, all four years of college. Not exclusively, but but a considerable amount. That's and I tell you, the, it doesn't bother me. I mean, my great-grandmother called me Jason some. Like, it's just like, I don't care. I don't care. That, 
that 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 name is missing so many sort of word experiences that Justin has in it. It's missing. It's missing so many fun notes. The key to happiness, from what I, I I have gathered, a big part of it is being able to let go of of ego and like to me. Being worried about what people are calling you is like the personification of ego. Like it just, it does not matter. Like, well, for some of us, ma- what? Well, for some of us, ego has been what we've shaped our entire life around. Justin. Well, it's a trust me. That's a rickety bridge, man. You gotta maybe check the supports on that one. On that whole <laughs> worldview, it can be a rickety bridge. Travis also seems impossible to get. Travis seems impossible to get wrong too. How are we called, Trevor? Trevor uh, Tar Tarvis. Tar- I've been called Tarvis. Targus. Targus. The worst you is know when what people I get? try to make it like Travi. I fucking hate that. Oh, oh that won't do. It's just like an uh, infant infantilization of my name. I'm a 32 uh, year old man. When I call restaurants and I place orders, do you guys want to guess what name? They put down for me when they don't get it right. And this is not a goof. The name, I, I would say maybe 50-50, 50% people hear Griffin, and they say, oh, I've heard that name before. Um, the other half. Anybody want to guess? Jeffin. No. Kristen. Kristen. Kristen? Mm. Uh, hello, yes. This is Kristen. Egg rolls, please. A hundred of them. Kristen has an egg roll size hole in her belly, please. Um, speak, oh, this is a good little segue. This uh, Yahoo was sent by Eric Woods. Thank you, Eric. It's Yahoo Answers user. Sorry something's gone wrong. We'll do a quick refresh of the page, see if we can't get the data to load. And no, unfortunately, it's still wrong. It's from Kristen. My alter ego uh, asks, can you legally have a number in your name? For example, if you're the fourth Peter in your family, can you legally be called Peter Four? <laughs> now, <laughs> not Peter the Fourth. Peter, Peter Four. Peter Four. Petty um, Four. Can you legally have a number in your name? It depends. Are you talking about like the number is pronounced? Like, could you mm. put an eight in there and just have that like? You know, pronounces part of the pronunciation. Oh, like if your name was Kate, and it was just Kate. like K eight. Damn, damn! Like make try, kind of give your name like a license plate vibe. I'm, I'm saying you could do like Caitlin and just like K eight L Y N. Okay, and, but seriously, now can you put a number in your can name? Can you do that though, for real though? Because they they're characters. They who's going to stop the you? Keyboard. Yeah. The government. I mean, the government on this one. Do you think that there's so? Okay, picture this, honey. He, he she's beautiful. I think we're gonna go with Kristen Four. No, shut it down. What? How'd you get in here? I'm with the government. You can't put a number in that baby's name. It's Kristen the Fourth. Now get out of the hospital. We need it for somebody else. Uh, one of the nurses in the birthing class yesterday said that they had a baby named Absid, which was literally A B C D. Slam dunk. Crushed oh, it. I like that. That's really um, good. What about Peter? It is important. When we were trying to come up with baby names, we had the thought of, like, what's a name that you could pick that, like, you couldn't turn into anything else and that, like, no one's used before? Absent's pretty good. Absent's pretty good, yeah. Um, Peter, I like this. I like the idea of, like, if you have, like, a, a Peter, 
Um, and you could do like a shitty video game branding convention where like there was a game called, there's a game series called thief. The third thief game. It was T H I three F. Um, Oh God. Three. Um, I think you just throw a three. If you're the third Peter, you can be three. I'm three. That's a tight ass name too. Yeah. Three. But we know that they're the fourth. You got to get a four in there somewhere. You're right. Porter. Porter. Uh, it's pronounced Peter, but it says Porter. I know. I know what it says. It's my fucking it name. Says. You think I don't know what it says? My dad, but three their name to me. You, but we have a thing like <clears throat> the parallel that they draw is like a weird is a weird example because we have a thing for that. We have a, a way to put numbers if you're the third or fourth Peter in your family. Like, we have one of those. Does it have to be a direct line of secession in order to justify that, though? Like, can you just be like, this is the fourth time we couldn't come up with anything better than Peter. So here it is presenting well, Peter. Justin, this is the classic James Bond, James Bond Jr. conundrum. Because James uh, yes. Bond Jr. was not James Bond's son. Wait, but what? his nephew. His no. Nephew, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I'm, I'm, sa- I'm saying you're not wrong. I'm saying no to just the whole thing. Like, I think even like Blofeld was like, wait, that's not how that fucking works. How did you can't did, do that? How did they justify that in the canon of James Bond Jr.? His parents were real lazy. I, also, I don't know. James Bond doesn't have a brother. Wait, hold on. Hold wait. on. Hold on. James Bond Jr. series. James Bond yeah, doesn't have a brother or sister. Lot of lot of holes. Well, um, so how could that ha- what they had to have like dealt with that, right? Right. Hold on. Hold on. Why, why don't I know the answer to that? Maybe I it was just maybe it was just a young James Bond, and no, he was related. Who, damn it! Did James Bond ever roll up on the cartoon show James Bond Junior. and he, he was like, "Make sure you shoot them right in the brain." Anyway, time. To, anyway, time to go. Fuck. And it's like, whoa, damn. Have some gin, but I'm How, twelve. I'm can't. I, don't I can't care. have gin. I don't care. Drink no. it. Okay, I don't have any idea. Like it is not covered, and also no one. Okay, the son of David Bond. Wait, Hello, I'm Dave Bond. Hey, I'm Dave Bond. What are you naming your son, David Jr.? Well, James, actually, yeah. it's funny you should ask. I got this. Uh, this cool is gonna brother. come off a little weird, but um, <laughs> his name is James Bond Jr. What are you talking about, Crikey? This is my new British accent. Yeah. Well, um, I just thought you want him. What? Um. It's it's funny that we're talking about this because I I've actually wanted to talk to you boys about this. I think I'm going to name my son Justin Travis McElroy Jr. So okay. is that are we good? Are we good? I'm Am honored, I good? Honestly, I'm on, can I can I just tweet that out real quick cuz I'm like so honored by it. Uh, really maybe sit on the t- maybe sit on the tweet. We're waiting for the social our social media manager Bryson to um work up a package. Can I us. can I read just a one sentence from the James Bond Jr. Wikipedia page? Oh, Travis, you don't. That's the rest of the episode. 
Alternatively, it has been proposed that Fleming's James Bond had a brother, also named James Bond, who is the father of James Bond Jr. <laughs> Alternately, it was proposed by an idiot. <laughs> by a popular, well-known idiot with a platform. What the fuck? These are my son, James. What? And his, his friend's IQ, the grandson of Q, not how that naming convention works either, and his friend Gordo Leiter, the son of Felix, Felix Leiter. This oh. show is whack. I'm James. This is my dad, David Bond, and my best friend, Gordo. <laughs> I'm the creator of this show has never seen James Bond movies before in action. He chases scum around the world. That's the only thing I remember he about does the James do Bond that. junior uh, character. How about another question? Yeah. Here it comes. And Goldfinger has a teenage daughter named Goldie Finger. What the fuck? That's that's gross. like not great. <laughs> oh no, that's really not actually excellent. <laughs> Enjoy high school, Goldie Finger. <laughs> oh no, no. What? It, so you're really naming? I'm really naming her that. <laughs> <laughs> what? But but you understand that? Yes, I've thought through all of it. <laughs> I know exactly what it means. Yes, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Gold, Goldfinger, do you not remember what high school was like? Yes, no, it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. No, I remember exactly. I wanted to grow up stronger. Also, Goldfinger was his fucking last name. Yeah. His name was Arik Goldfinger. You can't ch- name your daughter Goldie Finger. They are really playing broke- flat, fast and loose in the James Bond Jr. writer's room. So stupid. Jesus, okay. So stupid. All right. Here's a question. God, I'm, I'm so mad. Oh, boy. When I use the stall at work, some office prankster likes to come in and use an app on their phone to create fart noises. <laughs> Pretty good. Then when they have finished, they leave, turning out the light. Oh How do I get God. them to stop this? Please help me bring peace and quiet back to the bathroom. That's from Disturbing Detroit. And fucking obviously, this is camouflage. They're obviously socially uncomfortable with the idea that someone is listening to them do the damn thing. And they have created, they have, they are probably not created. They probably just downloaded this app to help them. No, they developed developed their own (laughs) fart piano. They still can valid up a new program to fart when they fart. There's a lot of sensors. Are you making any kind of, maybe they're turning out the light. They don't even know you're there. No, they always. If they do it every time, then they're Jamie fucking Kennedy. <laughs> giving you, Meaning giving you, they're the Jamie Kennedy Jr. <laughs> I just like. Can we just do this question and never deal with it again? And then, like, maybe this will be our first viral thing where it gets picked up, and our 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 message can just be like, in the bathroom. Keep it, what? keep it cool, in the toilet area just like get in how many questions do we get like people try to talk to me people just get in do the damn thing and get the fuck out it's 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 this is the crazy this is the most it's a place where you make yourself vulnerable and then you do the dirtiest thing you do can we not do a tight five in there and also, <laughs> literally, everyone fucking does it. So this idea of, like, I'm uncomfortable in the bathroom, like this jokester who's in there pranking you and turning off the lights, 
They're also doing stuff in the bathroom. Why can't we all have a little bit of human compassion for one another and recognize that the thing we're doing is, in many ways, the worst? See, human compassion does not fit. I'm, I, to me, um, the bathroom is the break room from being a human being. Yeah. You go, I have seen people I've known my entire life in the bathroom and we have let it pass without any hint of acknowledgement. I've been in like at an event where I've ended up in the bathroom at the same time as a famous person. They are not to me. No. It's not like I'm polite and I just, no, they're not. They're not a person right then. None of us are people. We're taking a break from society right now. We're like, we don't have to interact. We don't have to do anything. It's a sacred time of not fucking talking or looking at each other, period, the end. I took a piss next to Paul Simon once. He may as well have been a stack of shoeboxes. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Mine's Lou Diamond Phillips, and he might as well have been a picture of Lou Diamond Phillips just on the <laughs> urinal next to me. Now, can we, can we take a moment? And figure out why that picture was hung up. Enjoy this. <laughs> enjoy this LDP while you do your LDP. Low down, dirty poop. God. Um. Yeah. Just we are all just just primitive boxes in there. We are all just we are just husks doing our caveman stuff. Please don't pr- please. The 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 ladder of awful things you can do is like it starts with innocuous stuff like don't hand out mints in there. I I'm sorry that somebody either hired you or invited you to do this, but it's a it's a it is a trespass upon me and my safe space. Oh, I have a money making scheme for that. Just occurred to me. Stand outside the bathroom door, and everybody who walks in, tell them if you don't give me a dollar, I'm going to come in there I'm and go hand out in there with you. <laughs> Um, could we, oh man, guys, oh man, guys, what, here's a money-making idea, you walk into the bathroom, what's the first thing you see on your left, it's a rack full of Phantom of the Opera masks, Uh (laughs) you throw one of those little, uh, you throw one of those bad boys on, or maybe, maybe you bring your own from home, and then you can have your own sort of, well, no, you can't bring your own from home, it has to be, it has to promise anonymity, all of these beautiful masquerade masks. Turn then, every uh, turn every bathroom into eyes wide shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And except, you, except that it's literally like we're pretending like all of our eyes are just shut. It's just yeah. eyes shut. God, I mean, if we could, if we could figure out a way to like, okay, you another solution is you walk into the bathroom and there's blindfolds and you put those on and then there's like a string that you follow to either, you know, Brown Town or to either to, to either the, which of the different toilets there are um, maybe oh ooh ooh, ooh 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 another money making idea bathroom bouncer okay okay and they've got like a rope and they're like now we're at capacity gotta wait till someone else comes out yeah that kind of you know and it's also that's gonna make it feel cool and then if somebody flips off the light and he's like oh no you're not allowed back at the bathroom ever again in any bathroom <laughs> in any bathroom i'm gonna spread the word I have a we we when we were shooting our TV show there was a there was probably twenty people I would guess working on it at the same time in one building that had one toilet to spare so basically any time you went to use the bathroom you were doing like the <clears throat> knob turn oh there's like knock occupied and then 
uh, having to move away. My question is, how far do you have to move away? To, do you guys do the thing where you move away so far yes. that you couldn't conceivably have been the mystery knocker, the person mm-hmm. who is like, like I've gone so far as to like look around as though I've just seen the person that knocked on them like get away from me again. Like I was trying <laughs> to keep tabs on him. Like, they, well, he went that way. Balls go get him. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, he ran bathroom. right through. You. He's dressed like a real perv. <laughs> when they walk out of the bathroom, I am on my phone making a fake phone call, and as they walk by me, I'll say something like it's been so nice talking to you for 20 minutes <laughs> i will often do a full pantomime as though i've just realized i need to go to the right even if no one else is around just in case like this sort of like oh, oh were you just in the bathroom you know now that you mention it i could bathroom yeah i, I could go <laughs> yeah oh because there's nothing worse than like they walk out and then i i have, have just through contrivances and situations that befall us all have been too close to the bathroom after that and when the person comes out they're like it's all yours like the, the, the <laughs> no like, don't please. what did you do no. what did you do to prepare it for me what, what ceremony <laughs> the way is prepared conduct? This is um, not, yeah, this is not a, like a giant robot that you've been piloting that I am now taking on the legacy of. This is a toilet that we use for, for shame. Justin, use my mech. You have to. You have to finish the fight. That's a good thing to say. Finish the fight. Finish the fight, <laughs> yeah. um, This one's for all of us. This is a good opportunity for me to have a little press conference for you, my two brothers, um, because Justin was not joking. We had one toilet for all 20 of us for three weeks while we were shooting the show. And at one point, the toilet seat broke. It came off the hinge and was just kind of a free-floating situation. And <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for gathering here today. Um, I, it is with much sorrow that I, am the, I admit that I was the one who did break the toilet seat um, <laughs> for everybody. And I never admitted it. And nobody ever fixed the toilet seat. We did get another toilet seat. And I thought, like, boy, I broke it. I should really take it on myself to, to put it on there. But here's the thing. I used my foot to open and close toilet lids because I'm not some sort of wild animal. And I guess I did like sort of a a hard bicycle kick, and uh, it it disrupted the the machinery. And so I apologize, and I hope that we can all come together as a country to find a way forward. Thank you very much. No right. questions. No questions at this time. All right, let's let the healing begin in the money zone. Do you guys want to know what I had for dinner last night? Not yes. especially. Okay. Yes, I do. Um, In great detail. Pan seared uh, cod. Slower. With uh, Udon noodles served. That is not a, how that word is pronounced, even close to it. Udon. Hey, Udon noodles. <laughs> no, I'm not uh, Don. Thank you for asking, though. Hey, Udon noodles. I'm uh, dis- I'm Dezirone. Shiitake broth. And some uh, very g- other good flavors to okay. enjoy with a relish. I believe so. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Two scoops of that <laughs> over at table. <laughs> Justin, oh, my regards to the chef. Mm, my compliments to him on this a perfection served on a platter. Who's the chef for this one? Well, the uh, consider me abashed because it is I, Justin, or Chef Justin, as I prefer to be you called when I'm wearing my Are you in a fugue that. state? What do you do? You yeah, made what is dinner, going but on? you don't remember I, it? 
yeah, it's that's how good it was because I convinced myself that no one could have made no person that was me could have made this blue apron meal. That's right. It's blue apron that turned me into a chef magically. So you, magical I don't remember the details. You sound like a drunk chopped contestant. Like it's noodles <laughs> with flavor. So Blue Apron is the service that will you sign up for it and they send you boxes with meals in it that you get to make yourself. And they're really like good meals. Like like I just described one. And then there's Thai green curry chicken and squash with yu choy. That was in September. Roasted pork steam buns. I love when they do the steam those buns, good, man. Yeah. You can't get those around here. So it's really nice. Like there's a lot of stuff. I live in West Virginia. There's a lot of stuff like I literally don't have access to. Like uh produce that I don't have access to and 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 that kind of thing. So it's really cool to be able to to get the experience of making those. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash my brother. That's blueapron.com slash my brother. Uh, I want to tell you all about Squarespace. Squarespace is a fun and easy way to make your own website. Uh, whether you need a landing page or a beautiful gallery or a professional blog or an online store, uh, it's it's all included with your Squarespace website. It's really easy to make. You don't have to be like a programmer or anything. You can just add and arrange content and features just by dragging and dropping and clicking and stuff. Uh, you can get your own custom domain, uh, which you'll you'll receive uh, for free for a year. Uh, they got templates to use to make your stuff look really, really nice. They have commerce tools. Uh, they have 24-7 customer support. It is a really, really good uh, platform for making a website uh, where you just, like, get Squarespace and you don't have to worry about uh, anything else. And you can start Ever a free trial again. today. Ever again. You get your website and you're good to go. You can get your free trial today at squarespace.com slash mybrother and get 10% off your first purchase. That's Squarespace. They don't even say to say this anymore, but build it beautiful. Maybe they're moving away. They re- they're rebranding. They, well, they can't. Build they can't. You can't brand. take that from me. Do you remember when Pepsi used to be Pepsi? America's Pepsi. And that was their tagline. <laughs> no. And now every time I think of Pepsi, it's like Pepsi, America's Pepsi. Um, do you remember I think, Dr. I think the tagline? tagline was I think the tagline was Pepsi. It's better Coke. Um, do, you do you remember, remember when, when Taco Pe- Bell? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Dr. Pepper had one. And it was like Dr. Pepper, the other brown stuff. And do you they remember- said that. And now, like every time I drink a Dr. Pepper, I'm like, mm, that is the other brown stuff. <laughs> do you remember when Taco Bell invented tacos and had to sell them to a hungry nation in the mm-hmm. '60s? And the tagline was Taco Bell. It's like a hamburger flipped in half. Yeah. <laughs> no one had ever had them. Yeah, that was crazy. So glad we have a message those. for John from Kitty and Ten. Uh, congratulations to the okayest dungeon master ever for acquiring your first home. That's all we have to say. But the more I type, the less each word costs. I've got it down to two dollars and eight cents. All the best, Kitty Purry and Den Visa. God, when you break down the math like that, it really makes me question the sort of um efficiency of some of well that and also like you just i would if the next jumbotron i just want it to be like no articles Mm -hmm. no just like a conjunctions in every single word to just like squeeze it's um it reminds me of that that 1-800 collect commercial it's like we ought a baby eats a boy you remember that that was a good commercial that was good yeah another good tagline (laughs) I don't think we had a baby. It's a boy was the tagline. 
Protocol Act 1-800. in that commercial because it's like, what a cheap man. Spin the quarter. You just had a baby. It's a boy. Spin the quarter. Call your folks. Oh, my God. I haven't thought about that fucking commercial. Yeah, dude. I haven't thought about the idea of collect calls in probably a decade. Wow. Times, huh? The times, they are changing. (laughs) This message is for Sarah, and it's from Team Chicago, which is apparently made up of Lauren, Shell, and Jess. The 2016 Chicago Bulls. (laughs) <laughs> Lauren, Shell, and Jess. It's, that's right. They're going with a three-person basketball team, which is unconventional. <laughs> Sarah, without you, our nails would be ragged, our skee-ball teams would be sadder, and our party drinks would be flatter. Happy belated birthday to our favorite mixologist and swassomist friends. We love you. To be fair, they just said swassom friend, so she might not be their swassomist. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't want to put terms. words in Team Chicago's mouth. Um, Sarah, it sounds like, provides, uh, and I try not to look at human beings this pragmatically, but just like a lot of functionality oh, to yeah. a group. Like, my nails are looking good. My drink is very much on point. And what's that in the ski ball hole? The 100.1? It's a ball. Sarah put it there. Damn. <laughs> Damn, Sarah. Now, now, just to be fair, Griffin, it doesn't say that she brings any kind of skill to the ski ball but rather it just makes them happy. So she might be like kind of, you know, like a mascot. Maybe she's not good at skee-ball at all, but rather she's got a lot of skee-ball puns that every mm. time she breaks them out, everyone groans a little bit, but they also smile and laugh too. Like, they love it. They get it. They get it. Ty is a pedantic person. I think when he pronounces these words, it's, it's in a very show-offy way. Gyro. Gyro. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Ayers Rock. Uluru. (laughs) (laughs) What you are witnessing is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with real cases. They call in via Skype to Judge John Hodgman's court, the real people's court. Now I call you to Judge John Hodgman's internet court. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Hey, I've got a Yahoo here. Oh, I've been hoping you would say that. So I'm sent in by Sarah Urias. Thank you, Sarah. It's by Yahoo Answers user. They're anonymous. This platform is just, uh, it's just quicksand. It's just, pull, it's just sucking down. It's just disappearing. This anonymous user asks, did cavemen cry? Did cavemen cry? Wow. Did cavemen cry? Yeah, but did cavemen cry? Here's cavemen. Uh-huh. All, things they had to worry about. One, fighting dinosaurs. Defo. Nonstop. Left and right. Um, left and right. Dinos, 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 dinos. It was like, um, it was like Jurassic World up in there, but for real this time. Mm-hmm. Fighting dinos just to survive. And I think when that's happening. Oh, also, mm-hmm. the other things they were worried about. Playing funny rib cage xylophones mm-hmm. um I grunting think, at each other and trying to make sense of what augment in different contexts yeah. making just really shitty art mm-hmm. on bad walls yeah good work guys yeah put it where should we put my art i'm gonna work really hard on it it's the first art anyone's ever done uh how about inside of this cave uh, where nobody will ever come yeah they- that um, seems good to me what they don't tell you about cave art is that 
cavemen would only do it at their friends' houses as a prank. Mm. Like you would come home and be like, ah, God damn it, Og. What is oh, this? <laughs> God damn it, Jamie Kennedy, senior, 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 <laughs> senior, 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 senior. <laughs> come clean this up. This is uh, this is terrible. This doesn't uh, look like if, anything. What if cavemen just cried like at the drop of a hat? A lot. Like, the, yeah. All the fucking time. I got you this uh, new bone. <laughs> I saw it was crazy. I saw a fucking huge dinosaur today. Should check out that mastodon over there? Beautiful masto. Do you think they're like, I bet that there was probably a situation where they got to become like really good friends with the dinosaur and like they would pet him all the time, but then their family would be like very hungry. Mm-hmm. And they would have to, like, and the dinosaur is very hungry, too. And they had to make that decision, like, do I feed my family to the dinosaur or vice versa? And also, it's the last dinosaur. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and he's like, as he's clubbing him, he's like, I'm sorry. Grog, sorry. I, Can you imagine how fucking annoying, sidebar. Can you imagine how fucking annoying the meetings would have been? When a bunch of cavemen decided to create language, like let's call this one an apple, like like no, that's a terrible name for it. It's a oh. it has wings and it looks like a mouse with wings. We can't call it an apple. Let's call it something else. Let's call it a. Pa- they were just picking that shit from whole cloth. Yeah, like yeah. that. That must have been infuriating. Can we just call it all rocks? No, we can't just call no. everything rocks, Doug. Well, everything is made out of rocks, pretty much, right? Like, everything yeah, is just different size and shaped rocks. You gotta think long-term, Doug. Uh, can you imagine being uh, the first caveman to cry? Like, like uh, maybe dude. something like fall, and just, like, water starts streaming from your eyeballs? Yeah, what the fuck is Jerry even doing right now? I don't know, I got so bummed that I just started gushing. <laughs> I'm like, but from, can I say something? From these orbs in my face. Yeah, from these things that I don't know what they do. When I poke them, it hurts. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm stupid as hell. When I go like this, I can't see the dinosaurs anymore. So I guess they're eyes. Anyway, <laughs> when I cry, it's weird. Feels good as fuck to like really get it out there. Cause we're all under a lot of duress. And it, it, we live to be 11 years old. And so like there's kind of a lot going on right now. And when I do this and I gush it, from my eyes, I guess. It feels good as fuck. Feels to do really it. good. I just kind of sit down and take like one second off of like hunting and killing things. And I just have like a moment for me where like I gush from these eye things. And suddenly it's like, ah, oh, yeah, that was, I don't know, what's the word? Cathartic? I just made that up. I but just yeah, made that it's one really up. That's good. a crazy word I made up. Hey, excuse me, Philip. I'm, I hate to interrupt. I've been trying to do it. I've been thinking about like just like, Squeezing them and poking them, and but I can't. I'm not gushing. Like, what's, what's what do I well? Maybe it's because you're a failure and you're bad at it. Wait, hold on. <laughs> let me try. Let me try something. And then he lets a velociraptor in to eat your dad. And it's like, how about now? Yeah, I'm gushing. <laughs> this is crazy. It feels so good. Does the velociraptor get away with it, or? Well, no. He, he, gets he goes down. to prison. Yeah. Um, caveman. Cavemen cried. If dogs cry, right? Dogs cry sometimes. I, 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 I think cavemen probably did it. Cavemen didn't cry because cavemen were the luckiest phase of humanity ever. Because 
cavemen mm. were the only listen ca- mm. th- i can prove this mm. scientifically cavemen were the only time of any of our species history one of the very much only times when they didn't live among dinosaurs but were too stupid to realize that they could have with the thing, things that shook out just a bit differently. Like, they miss the dinosaurs, too. Like, I miss them as well, but I have to look at, like, their bones and realize, yeah. like, fuck, I could have got a huge saddle and just, like, killed it out there. They had no idea that they had missed out. They were the last truly happy generation of humans. Like, as soon as our, like, great awakening as a people was the first time somebody found, like, a giant tibia. And it was like, oh, fuck, we fucked up. We did it yeah. so bad. Just... Uh, counterpoint they were also a generation where the leading cause of death was being devoured by a big and terrible dog and so I would argue that that wasn't so great and now how, we're how worried did, about like not having internet and mean tweets and our millennials right huh I the mean, guy is so I much see- better than cavemen and they don't even realize it I mean if I had to decide between people with anime avatars saying horrible things to me on Twitter or being devoured by a big and horrible dog. I think I'd actually go with the dog thing because at least then it's over with. And now I I have to live with the weight of these anime avatars. Mm -hmm. My girlfriend and I live in a basement apartment and our landlord lives upstairs. We have a door in the backyard that goes to our carport and we drive frequently. Our landlord has two small dogs that poop in the backyard. So whenever we come home from work late at night, we can't see well enough and sometimes step in dog poop. It's her private backyard, so she's probably never had to clean up after them. Should we ask that she clean up her dog's poop or just walk around the house and come in through the front door? That's from Doo Doo Dilemma in D.C. There's just the point in here. It's her private backyard, so she's probably never had to clean up after them. Oh, okay. So... Another caveman question, then. Cool, two in a row. What is <laughs> that it? yard? Just I, I belongs just, I just, to the dogs. No one else gets back there, so I just let the dookie pile up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning into a real junk pit. What are you saying? <laughs> I just leave the dookie there forever. <laughs> yeah, you do have to like. Even if you own the dogs, you do accept that, like. This is diminishing the value of this as a yard whenever yeah. you leave the doogie out there. Ta- let me take or, you out to our house. Or marked is- on your calendar is one worst day ever of, once the, a year. of your life. This is my this is my house. This is a new uh, bathroom. We just got it remodeled. I'm really happy with that. I got yeah porcelain features, and then oh, you're gonna love the backsplash in the kitchen. And anyway, um, this is the shit field. <laughs> Don't go into the shit field. You just have a like a big part of your pro- yeah. It's about a fifteen hundred square feet, and it's just an ocean of dukey. That one cleanup once a year though, that's rough. The <laughs> oh, it's gonna, yeah, the reaping. I can't come with you guys this week. The dark harvest begins <laughs> on Friday, and then so and I then I'll have, have to take a day off, uh, maybe a week off, just to like throw up. Yeah, I think like you recuperate. just I think you just chuck a Molotov cocktail back there and see what happens. Pave it, pave it, pave it. You pave it, put more dirt over it, and then more grass, and then you just keep building it up until eventually you just have like a mountain of shit in your backyard. I think that's how, uh, like, uh, uh, like those landfills work. 
Yeah, I think that's how uh, the plot of the movie Poltergeist. We're agreed, though, that they cannot speak to their landlord about this, right? Like, there is nothing that would upset me. Like, it, I, it, okay, if my dog is pooping in the backyard and I'm just, like, living with that situation, I have certainly done some soul-searching prior to this about what sort of yard I want for myself mm-hmm. yeah. and what sort of yard I want to leave for my children and my children's children. Like, I, I think I've probably already made this life d- choice. I don't need these young upstarts telling me what I should and shouldn't be doing with my poopy yard. Yeah, and also, it's that's just a crazy thing to ask somebody. Hi, I don't know you, but I live in your house. Anyway, touch shit. Touch, <laughs> touch shit. Touch it. Touch that shit. Go out there and get your hands, get your grubby hands all over it. Maybe some Um, kind of sky bridge. Now we're talking. (laughs) You either need to touch shit or put in a state of the art sky bridge. I'm talking like like maybe sky bridge. Maybe like a ski lift that just sort of lifts you over the dookie fields. Or like that thing that Wayne Zielinski had in Honey, I Shrunk the Kid that like you just lay in and kind of like pulley yourself across the yard. And then you get on, and it also helps you look for your miniature kids. You remember. God, what if the kids from the kid shrinking movies, and we cannot go off on another kid shrinking movie tangent again, but what if this is where they got lost? <laughs> no. <laughs> where, where are the kids? They're, they are, they've, they're, they're better off dead at this point. They're, in the, they're, they're lost in the shit fields. Oh, God. Hey, uh, uh, I have a uh, vape confirmation, by the way. Oh, okay. I didn't know this was a thing that we do on I w- the show. Well, this is one that we had discussed previously Okay, that I just wanted to put a pin in it because I got a text from my dear friend Dwight Slappy last night, and it read thusly, FYI, John Cusack was just caught vaping at the Cubs game. So that <sighs> one is in the books. That's an official... Like that, I think he should actually be removed from which one vapes because that's an official one. Yeah, uh, it's just cheating. I do want to hit you. I as think long his through. jersey needs to get raised up into the rafters of which one vapes. <laughs> <laughs> just want to hit you guys with a quick, quick one because I didn't wander over the website while I was thinking about this, and I did just want to hit you with this one: Montel Williams versus Tim Curry. Which one vapes? <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Now, which one vapes, though, on which that one? Which one does vape? Um, oh, I think Tim Curry tried it once, and he said, no, I find it displeasurable. <laughs> um, uh, expected winner was Montel Williams. I think that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think that that one is, is legit. Um, Alan Cumming or Mr. T, which one vapes? <laughs> Fuck. That's a really tough Alan one. Alan Cumming? Alan, uh, oh man, oh man, that's tough. Alan Cumming can probably do cool. Like Alan Cumming definitely smoked analog, and when he did that, he probably could do cool, f- like French smoke blow techniques. And so I think that translates over to a vapor environment really, really easily. So I think he'd yeah. be really good at it. I think it's Alan. Okay, I fair think enough. It's Alan too. It's Mr. T. Uh, the, it just according to the science of which one vapes, uh, mm. is Mr. T the whole time. Uh, can we take it to the leaderboards, Mo, real quick? Because um, yeah, let's check the leaderboards. I don't think there, there's been a lot of action, uh, but I do just want to recap. Number six, most likely to vape Rob Kardashian. Number five, Ashton Kutcher. Number four, Shia LaBeouf. 
number three, Macklemore. Number two, so Chris Angel. I'm pretty sure this number one is new. Coming in with a bullet, number one, and it's basically absolutely so on point, is Dane Cook um, on on the number one. Uh, number one least likely to vape right now is Lana Turner. Uh, I think a lot of people use a cheap get-out-of-jail-free card with those least likely to vapes. when they're. I don't think you can assume that vape technology was not available in Lana Turner's time, and that should, like, give her an out. Like, yeah, I no. think you need to just make the assumption. Debbie you know, Reynolds would have pulled down the thickest, yeah. luscious cotton. Um, by the way, most likely brother to vape right now is Travis. Yeah. Excellent. Con- congrats, Travis. I just, I just don't see that, but that's fine. Okay. Um, I would, I'm more of a second, most likely, I think. But you know what? I'm not here to judge. That's what the website is for. Let's uh, let's wrap it up, huh? I gotta go watch more just wet and wild stuff down at the baby class. All right, let's bring it on home. Uh, thank you to uh, uh, everybody who listened to this episode and enjoyed it. Uh, we we very much appreciate you. Thank you, the MaximumFun.org network. Uh, I want to give a special uh, plug for Max Fun Show called dead pilot society oh uh, god they just released so good. their it's it, the premise is great they they read pilots that didn't get made and do like stage reading stage readings of them and they're great but the one that that it was released this week uh is a script by uh john hodgman uh starring john hodgman as a 14 year old john hodgman in a script called only child and it's so fucking funny that you you should really go listen to it right the second you find that at maximumfun.org along with a ton of other great shows uh if you like the shows we do we do a bunch of them you can find them all at mcelroyshows.com um you can also find like our contact info and video stuff that we do there as well um i want to plug a podcast because like i've recently seen a lot of people say they didn't know that i do this podcast it's called cool games inc it's a video game design podcast for me and nick robinson at polygon uh, we take ideas that are goofy from the audience and we develop them into um, into full video game ideas. And I'm, I'm really proud of that podcast and it's Cool Games Inc. And I think you would really like it. Um, I also do Rose Buddies with my wife where we talk about Bachelorette Canada right now, which is pretty buck wild. Well, um, if that's what we're going to do, then I, I do a podcast with yeah, my hop wife in there. called Schmanners, uh, where we talk about etiquette and uh, how it still applies in the modern age. And we answer people's questions and give advice on it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's really good. And I think my wife does a wonderful job on it. Everyone check it out. It's called Schmanners and it's on MaximumFun.org. I got a Max Fun show. It's called Sawbones. And my wife's a doctor and it's a medical history podcast that everybody just adores. And it's just the tops. It's the tops. If you like weird old medical stuff, especially around this spookiest of times, um, we need to do like a spooky episode, by the way. What's like a, I don't know, like a spooky one. We got to think of a spooky episode to do for my brother. My brother. Yeah, like really something, of a, something very haunted and ghoulish. Yeah, something ghouly. Uh, anyway, that's called Sawbones. It's on iTunes and MaximumFun.org. And it's available for you. Thanks to John Enjoy. Roderick and the Long Winters uh, for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album, Putting the Days to Bed. Such a good album. All of the Long Winters albums are so good. Just, just, just go find some music of theirs and go listen to it, and then go purchase it because it's it's really great. Uh, Final Yahoo. Yes, yes. Final Yahoo is sent in by Zoe Kinski. Thank you, Zoe Kinski. R- riding high. Yeah, riding high. 
Ryan Heisewikinski, thank you. It's by Yahoo Answers user Dini, who asks, Have you ever wondered what happens to ghosts during tornadoes and hurricanes? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I'm Bob. We had a baby Itza boy. Oh, come on. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. Mugs, shirts, stickers, patches, tanks, and more are yours for the purchasing at MaxFunStore.com. Hey, you already love the podcasts, so why not take this to the next level and outfit your home and bod with our merch? MaxFunStore.com. Because if you have to wear a shirt, it should be one of ours. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.